0: My levels look low. There it is. Input volume was reduced for no good reason, of course. Thanks to Google Meet. We're, all, we're on the up and up now. The levels are leveled. Ooh. They went up? They went up. Skyrocketing. Growth at all costs.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I hope I'm not one of the costs.
0: No, not yet. Pfft. In a way, we all are, though. That's the glory of the economy. In case my analogy wasn't clear.
1: I thought we were all resources.
0: Well, that's the same as a cost, you know? <laughs> sure. Because resources cost things, and all that matters is just the cost. Well, that doesn't... Mm, anyways. You as a skilled worker are a resource that costs money yes therefore you are a cost you are a negative resource and a positive resource at the same time
1: so i'm i'm only part of a cost center i'm not part of a profit center or am i also part of a profit center
0: well that's for the up for the company to decide that's up to, that's up to the board to determine okay. whether you're you um whether you are indeed a profitable resource
1: well that's not up for anyone to decide that's just a fact that i am it's it's just a matter of if they want to deny reality or not.
0: Hmm. That, is, that is a strong bargaining position to take. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you can behave irrationally. That's fine.
0: <sighs> oh, I've had an annoying, like, just like a sinus thing mm-hmm. going on. I'm just like a little stuff like it, it's been going on since like Tuesday like it's I'm, I'm past the worst part of whatever this cold is um, okay but now it's so just like the lingering effects yeah it's the lingering effects of okay. just like sinus pressure
1: wait are you stuffed up or is there something stuffed up your nose you get like a pea stuck up there or something
0: not that I'm aware of okay I think it's a uh, mostly air you
1: sure Aaron's not like stuffing vegetables up your nose in the
0: middle of the night seems unlikely I'm a pretty light sleeper okay at least compared to her. Yeah. Can't rule anything out, though. I'll I'll let you know what she says.
1: Okay. I'll anxiously <laughs> await the results of that survey. <laughs> or interrogation, maybe?
0: Uh, uh, Let's not go that far.
1: Okay. That okay.
0: would so be ill-advised.
1: Oh. Mr. Diplomacy over here.
0: Well, you know. That's how I do... Oh that's right. Aaron milk. Aaron wanted you to know that we got discount fancy cherries. Wait. <laughs> not so th- that means we did not get Luxardo, but we got another brand oh. of cherries that are also expensive but not as expensive.
1: Like the the blue ones?
0: I don't remember. I I this was like several weeks ago and I'm just remembering to tell you now.
1: Well, I'm glad you did. Mm. Because they're amazing.
0: Well, I did tell you that I, I mean we we were sold on them because I had them on the honeymoon, in a couple of drinks.
1: Look, wait, like these ones are the Luxardo? Luxardo, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think it was so
0: good. We were just putting in an order in Total Wine a couple of weeks ago for when my sister visited, and I think they either didn't have Luxardo or Aaron didn't feel like paying quite that much for them, and got they're- the discounted version.
1: I was gonna say they're kind of crazy. I'm just looking now. Apparently on Amazon, it's way better to deal than anywhere near me. Hmm. Uh, because on Amazon it looks like they're like twenty two fifty, but any brick and mortar store near me, they are over thirty dollars.
0: Yeah, for the little jar. That's that's pretty crazy.
1: Maybe she got the Tillen Farms ones. I think those are the best. I don't know. Are the best of what I've tried for like reasonable price because they're like under 10 bucks a jar well let's see what total wine has and they're pretty um, pretty nummy
0: cherries at total wine yep okay so that's the blue one you're talking about i don't know i feel like i should just go check real quick i'm i'm up for that okay i'm gonna go check i'll be right back entertain the people Ooh,
1: i get to entertain the people while you're gone how am I supposed to do that? I don't think I normally do much entertaining of the people on this show. So, uh, I don't know. Like I can dance, but they can't see me, so that might be problematic. Um, I don't know. I made myself lemonade tonight, and it is quite delicious. It's so easy. I don't know why I didn't do this earlier in my life, but like making lemonade is so easy. Why would anyone buy it? Well, I'm I have plenty of reasons why someone would buy it, but I Aaron's think gonna it's come delicious say to make it home. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Is she going to be able to hear me or not? No. Okay. Well, hi but, back, Aaron. He says hi back. Okay. Oh, why are we checking
0: what, cherries? What kind of cherries? we're talking about cherries. They are from... I already forgot because we were doing... That. <sighs> I think it was like the something whiskey city, like Traverse City Whiskey Company, I think is what that was called. Chamber
1: City Whiskey Co. Yeah, there we go. cocktail cherries. Where are these? Would you like to? uh, Are they on the Total Wine website? (laughs) Where are they? Did you just get fed a cherry?
0: No. Oh. I refuse the cherry.
1: Oh. Why?
0: Because I would be messy while I'm sitting at the desk. Should I get you a spoon? It's okay have fun. I know, big stick in the mud over here. Classic mark. <laughs> uh, I can't even see them at Total Wine. Um, Traverse City cherries, Skiko cherries. Okay, they are on Amazon, but not actually in that you can't actually buy them. Ooh, they look nummy though. See all buying options. Twenty bucks looks like. Wow, those are bougie cherries. Bougie Amazon. I suggested. Uh, but on other uh, random places at Walmart, you can get them for thirteen.
1: Well, great.
0: So they are not quite that bougie. Glad to support my least favorite retailer. (laughs) That was just the one that popped up online. I don't endorse them either. This episode is explicitly not brought to you by Walmart.
1: Yes, explicitly.
0: We would like to make that clear without
1: being explicit.
0: Uh, do you want to hear a like, TLDR bit of drama that I just told Aaron about before dinner? Yes. It is disc golf drama. Oh? So there is a player named Gannon Burr. He is all of 17 years old right now. He was 16 for most of last year. He is sponsored by a company called Prodigy Discs, which is about a 10-year-old company, I think. Um, they They really only have one big player that they sponsor and other than that they're pretty well known for kind of just sponsoring a lot of mid-tier players uh, but this guy gannon had a mean, br- i mean he's, he was 16 last year he had an amazing year he won rookie of the year for professional disc golf did a great job and last week he announced that he was leaving prodigy which most people were like great prodigy does not have like a reputation for paying a lot to their players like he deserves to like cash in right away at this age while he can. You know, Mm -hmm. see what he can get. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, It it came out just the other day. I think it was maybe today. Not that he was leaving. That was announced uh, several days ago that Prodigy is suing him for breach of contract. Oh! And it's very funny because there's a whole lot of stuff in the article that I read. You know, a lot of the statements by Prodigy are about the, like, disc sales that they'll lose and also the, like, um, damage to their reputation that it's causing by having Ganon kind of leave in this way. Um, and then like, s- because suing them or suing him is gonna like, really bolster your reputation, you know? Uh, Absolutely. I kind of stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. And it's just funny because it's like. People love their
1: young heroes being
0: attacked. Oh yeah. And it's also just like, it's not like, uh, you know, a multimillionaire going after like a, like a small millionaire or something like it's, it's like this, this kid hasn't been paid that much really at this point mm-hmm. and he's sitting he's 17 and you're suing him and it's, and it's just a bit more absurd because like, yeah, you get under contract, but like all these sponsorship deals, the different players have been moving around the last several years and pretty much every single one of those moves, they left, in the middle of an active contract with another company and odds Mm -hmm. are they just worked out whatever that was going to be under the table. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's just a bunch of like conflicting statements about like what happened on either side of this whole contract dispute Mm. and, and what's actually going on. And like what, and like right now prodigy is not like, is like legally not releasing him from his contract or anything, and is basically suing to force him to um, continue through the rest of 2023, which is when his contract officially expires. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gannon announced that he was leaving, but he also hasn't announced another sponsor, of course, because no sponsor would want to announce that in the middle of all this. Yeah. So super weird and super fascinating because this is like completely unprecedented. In this sports world. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there you have it. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, what are my thoughts on that? I don't know. Corporations gonna sue people. Fair. Like, I don't know. I think it's stuff like that is just so short-sighted.
0: Yep. And it's like, you know, it's a a real out-of-touch move in a lot of ways. This manufacturer came in, like, on the scene as sort of like, almost like a co-op style manufacturer, like, 10 years ago, and Mm. started and made lots of promises, and a lot of, like, huge names in disc golf at that time switched to Prodigy for a couple years. At that time, Prodigy basically had, like, two or three discs that they made, Mm -hmm. and, the professionals were, like, mostly using other brands' discs as a result, which also led to funny moments of people, like, praising Prodigy's discs to, for helping them win when, like, you know, they were using, like, three of their discs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and allegedly, a lot of the promises about payment and stuff fell through very quickly for a lot of these players. And uh, Mm -hmm. there was then within the the following like three to five years a mass exodus from Prodigy. Uh, so Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a very like they they already some some people of course love their stuff. I think a lot of people generally believe that they are one of the least consistent in terms of quality control. Um, and then there's just like their general history of business practice Mm -hmm. being a bit sketchy. So. There's already not a lot going for them. And then you get this on top of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel so. Like in these, this day, like, or in these days, if you're in a space like that, involved in, like, sponsorship disputes, like, I feel like as a company, you gotta know you're not gonna get good press out of this. And y- there's definitely going to be press that is not positive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe any press is good press. I'm not a marketer. I don't know crap about that type of stuff.
0: It'll be fascinating to see what happens. Yeah. Because, like, Ganon is a big name. He was in this weekend was the, like, the more or less official beginning of the season because they've been doing an All-Stars event since a couple years ago. And they finally kind of have it ironed out. And the last year was the first, like, really good year of doing it. This year, they, they did the same format, and it was very good. And Ganon was one of the all-stars. But he was there, but, like, he had officially announced that he was leaving Prodigy. And so he had no Prodigy branding. Like, he was throwing their discs. That's still what he uses. But, like, any apparel that he would normally otherwise wear, not there. Right? Any Any association with it, other than the fact that he was still technically throwing their discs... Was not there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, super weird situation. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Glad I haven't been sued.
0: Me too. I think about that every once in a while, of like, not even being sued, but just having anything to do with the legal system beyond, like, needing to pay a parking ticket online just sounds awful. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like it takes so little to just really scree over for quite a while. Doesn't sound fun. Yeah.
1: Because, like, everything's expensive, and it's so expensive so fast.
0: Well, and it's time-consuming.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's just such a bad idea to do it the cheap way, True. I feel like. I don't know. It's also, like, just so easy for things to get, like, turned into something real quick. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like. I don't know. Hell. Hopefully, hopefully, we never have to deal with being sued for the bits of audio that I've ripped from YouTube videos or something over the years. Oh God, allegedly.
1: Yeah. Think, what are you talking about? I don't, <laughs> I am not aware of any of this going on. <laughs> I have no knowledge whatsoever of any of what you just talked about. I don't even know what this foob you said is. That what it's called? What this foob is? Uh, so I don't I don't know what's what you're talking about. But anyway, uh. Or okay something else I've thought about is hmm. like I don't understand the logistics of so if you get like arrested or like yeah. are like the cops want to like interrogate you or something yeah. and then like you want a lawyer and so you say like I need a lawyer like how do you get a lawyer like I don't know just a lawyer to call like is there like uh I think like a list is there, like, a referral program?
0: Like. <laughs> I'm reasonably confident that, you know, big if coming here, if the process is being followed appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. In theory, you can't be detained without a reason, right? Yeah. Um, And so you can just sit there and be quiet and only say that you, like, want to speak to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But I believe like if they are determined to keep you or talk to you more i as assu- I don't know if you can like only get in contact with like a public defender if you're part of an official court case or if you can still have some help from that aspect mm-hmm. otherwise yeah i I don't know either.
1: Or like, do you gotta like call someone and then they Google like, "Hey, who the heck can I get as a lawyer in this area at this
0: moment?" Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I think that if it's if it's a situation where you are just part of it, let's say incidentally, you know, as in like you don't believe like you're being talked to not because you are the main focal point of whatever's going on. Let's say, right then odds are you just stay quiet. And then once you are able to leave, you do all this research and figure out like (laughs) who to talk to. Right. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. It's super weird. Cause I know that a lot of like, like proper lawyers, if you, uh, if it's like you are the subject of the case, right. Mm -hmm. Then like, you don't need to actively pay them necessarily like all the time to do their work. What? What are you talking about? Like a lot of what they do is be- in terms of like a personal like situation.
1: Oh, like if you're suing someone
0: or being sued. I
1: feel like if you're being sued, you definitely got to pay them.
0: But I think part of it would be that if you I don't know. I don't understand how anything works. Well, let's leave it at that. Okay. I, I know that there are situations where if things are involved. You would only ever have to pay whatever amount if it goes your way, mm-hmm. essentially. And like the lawyer fees are often part of the like agreement settlement terms, whatever of the case. Yeah, but I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a very good Reddit post out there somewhere. That gives, like, 70% accurate information about what to do in this situation.
1: Yeah. That's really all I need, 70%. Yeah. But I'll figure it out someday. Or I'll, <laughs> hopefully we'll just never figure it out and exactly. we'll never have needed to figure it out. That would exactly. be a really nice way to go through life. Uh, but who knows? You never know. You know what else would be a nice way to go through life? Very similarly to The Wandering Melon By Mike Scheel This comic is Mark Mark has given it to me To push my descriptive capabilities Um, That's very
0: presumptuous of you
1: Or to make me look like a chump uh, Or to Really lob me a softball That I Swing around and don't hit at all And fling around like Charlie Brown, trying to kick a football. Anyway.
0: I feel like you're projecting a lot of feelings onto my decision to choose this comic.
1: Oh, I certainly am. I'm projecting all the feelings. (laughs) I've been doing two things today, eating feelings and projecting feelings. And I'm all out of food, Mark. (laughs) Anyway, so we're situated on a road, hopefully not a busy road, uh, but there are two cars, one going... I'll call it eastbound one going westbound on this road and they are both convertibles seated inside each vehicle, each convertible. There is a, a a person in full uh, night regalia, full, full suit of like plate armor style stuff. Uh, Each of them holding a jousting rod out the side of the car and they appear to be jousting on the open road traveling quite quickly and that is
0: it all done <laughs> um i have a f- i have a few questions for you grant yes and and i'm just trying to decide because the question that I choose, I don't think there's a way to pivot from one question to the other, right? So I just got to decide. Do I own which plate to armor?
1: With. No. Have no, I thought not about be my what it would be like to own plate armor? Like a little bit. Do I think I will ever own plate armor? No. What about fake uh, plate armor? Fake plate armor?
0: Yeah, just for display.
1: No. Uh, do I think it would be fun to go out in a rainstorm in full plate armor? Yes. (laughs) Like a lightning storm. I think that'd be wildly fun.
0: With a lance pointed straight up? Yes. Certainly. (laughs) Because, like, it's totally safe. Especially, I mean, as long as you're in an open field, you'll be Mm. fine.
1: What do you mean as long as... No, you'll be... Well, like, as long as you don't get, like, hit by a bus or something, you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's my point. Uh, no. Let's, let's let's pivot away from the from the knights here. Oh, okay. Knights uh, of the Round Wheel. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about cars. What are your what are your feelings on convertibles? Ooh,
1: my feelings on convertibles. Um, I think they're cool. I don't know. Um, I. Uh, what are my feelings on convertibles? I'm trying to think about like soft top versus hard top mm. type stuff. Um, and I just don't have nearly enough experience with convertibles to really understand. I assume the implications of a hard top are that it ends up taking up a lot more like space in the vehicle. And so like you've probably got an even more abnormally small trunk, but like, I like, I'm trying to be realistic. Well, like if you're driving around in your convertible, you don't care how much trunk space you got. Because you got a convertible and you were ballin'. Um, <laughs> I well Okay, in the context of this comic, I don't know if this is real or if this is like a thing, but like the convertibles only have a front seat and I think cars that only have front seats just feel weird. I don't like the concept of that even. Hmm. I feel like cars should have two rows of seats, even if the back row is uncomfortable and difficult to get into. Because like... If you're trying to flex how cool you are in your convertible like to your friends, you want to be able to like drive around more than one friend at a time. Mhm. But I don't know, I think they're cool.
0: Okay. Do you uh, okay. So let's expand this a little bit then to other types of windowing systems in a car, right? So for example, do you prefer having a sunroof?
1: Like I think it's in cool, theory. but I've like I've never had my own car that has a sunroof before, mm. um, and like I think in theory it's cool, but I also think in practice like a sunroof is not that like I don't think it really does much for you because mm-hmm. it's like it's just glass on the roof of the car, like yeah, and I get that it opens, but like it's not <sighs> that it's not that different than just like opening a window, like. I don't feel like it gives that much of a difference driving or like riding experience than just opening an extra window, because mm. um, I feel like like a convertible is such a drastic difference of like there ain't nothing between you and the sky. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What about? Can I ask you a question? Sure. What are your thoughts? Because I've heard this compared to being like in a convertible. What are your thoughts on like people who like. Driving around with a Jeep without the doors on them.
0: I think it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I It's stupid for multiple reasons. I mean, one reason is just the danger of it all. Like, it's just a bad decision,
1: I think. Do you feel the same way about convertibles? Not to...
0: No, because it's a different kind of issue, I think. I feel like with a convertible, you still have, like... Protection from ground-based things. If you're literally driving without doors, though, I just feel like a lot more can go wrong. Oh,
1: something could like get whipped up into the car.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like something could, yeah, get popped up from the road. You just like you're opening yourselves up to so much more. And like if you're driving around with the doors off, like you're not <laughs> you're not driving your jeep with the top on and the doors off, you know. That thing is...
1: Well, oh, I have seen that before, though.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I haven't. Whenever I've seen door-off jeeps, it's always it's yes. always a converted... Like, it's yeah, always convertible as well. you're correct. And it's, like, less safe than, like, a dune buggy at that point. Yeah. It, it just seems bad. Like, I'm sure the people who are in it have fun, but, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go to more than, like, 30 miles an hour doing that. Yeah. And even then, I wouldn't really want to. So, just seems a bit silly. Um, You know, cars are designed how they are designed for a reason. Mm -hmm.
1: When I first kind of like noticed that that was something that like people did, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because it was one of those things that I just like kind of assumed was like required and it led me down Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole of like, wow, there's a lot of stuff on cars that like you think are required, but like, Really? They're not. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just, like, not have it, and the car is still totally street legal. And it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's certainly a lot of that. It, It makes it less surprising to me when you're like... I mean, like, motorcycles are street legal.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you have to have a special license.
0: That is true. But still... I don't think it's that special of a license. First of all, I know that is a different license, but, um, if it is as rigorous as the, uh, getting a car license, which I assume it has to be in a similar vicinity then like, you're not doing a whole lot extra there.
1: Um, I also don't understand like how, how that whole deal works. Cause like there's a road test I know, but like, how do you learn to drive a motorcycle without being allowed to drive a motorcycle?
0: I don't know. Maybe there's like a permit. I don't know how it works.
1: I I don't think there's like a permitting process. So I think it's just like you drive illegally or like on a friend's property if friend mm-hmm. has property or like in parking lot or something on friend's
0: motorcycle. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Or you just
1: you just yolo it, and first time you're ever getting on a motorcycle <laughs> is when you're taking hey, your I, test. i read
0: all about this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I understand the theory behind this perfectly. Nothing no, can I is,
0: I assume that there's probably like, I don't know, some system of like courses you can take or something like that to help get you started or something. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a fair question. Uh, But yes, all, all that to be said, the fact that those kinds of things are legal makes it unsurprising, even given the license thing. And I expect that most of the safety around being a motorcyclist is more about like Making sure that car see you more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um But like or like, you know, it's not like you need a permit to ride a bike around the city. Mm-hmm. So like I also agree that I would prefer if things like that weren't at least weren't like properly street legal, you know, and if you go do your off roading thing and that's why in theory those doors can be removed is for dumb off roading things. Which also seems dangerous, but whatever. Uh, cool, I guess. But, I don't know. Just seems like a bad idea. Not a fan. Although, I do mm-hmm. like convertibles. Okay. I always joke with Aaron that I'd like to get a Mazda Miata. Yeah. Slash Mazda MX-5. Yeah! So I think it would just be fun. Those are fun little cars. Yeah. Because I've only driven... In a convertible. I've, I've never been the one driving, but I've been in a convertible only once or twice.
1: Oh, I think I'm not too far off from that either. Well, yeah. no. I've been in one more than once or twice,
0: but yeah.
1: I've been in, like, one multiple times.
0: Is it Matt's dad's?
1: No. Oh, oh maybe. Bummer. So, my dad uh, had a little old, not a little, it was a pretty big old convertible for a while. Hmm. Um, I think it was Matt's dad peer pressured him, him into it. He wanted to feel cool. Um, and it was cool. It was, it was an old Mustang nice. thing was great. I've got my wisdom teeth taken out. Like that was a car. Oh, that's right. I, I do can't... remember the
0: story. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that thing was fun to drive. Cause it was like so old, but it was like, it was pretty, you, you could feel it. It has some giddy up and go in it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, that was so such a fun car.
0: Yeah, no, it would be fun to have like a leisure vehicle, whether or not it was a convertible. Just like I, I can understand the appeal of wanting a car that is impractical but fun. Yeah,
1: if I had like or, a ton other of disposable vehicle. income,
0: yeah, yeah. My uh, my sister finally, for the first time, is cashing in on her Polaris, um ability to get a free vehicle? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think you can like or maybe it's an extremely discounted lease or something, I don't know, but Mhm. They get an ATV for 18 months. Fun. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they at least live in a good spot to say. probably make use of it on their either on their property or in the immediate area. Yeah. So
1: Those are the types of things you do got to have a little bit of space to have good fun with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have a lot of fun with that here.
1: No, I was going to say, that'd be kind of rough.
0: Grant has brought Ink Pen by Phil Dunlap. We have a rabbit with a bow tie sitting at the counter of, let's assume like a diner or something like that sitting next to a young boy who is uh, dressed as a hero he's got a you know mask over his eyes and he has a, a vibrant yellow uh, shirt of sorts he's wearing blue gloves a blue kerchief maybe it's a cape it's hard to tell and the rabbit is saying i'll have a garden salad please and the boy uh is now ordering as the rabbit looks a little disappointed, the boy say, and I'll have chocolate cake with ice cream. And the rabbit, uh, trying to like explain something, you know, um, is saying, "Scrappy lad, you don't see grown ups eating dessert for dinner, do you?" And the boy points over to the other side of the rabbit and says, "What about him?" And we see another superhero, uh, but clearly a man with quite the jaw on him uh, saying (laughs) putting stuffed steak please and the rabbit is saying well grown up is pushing it (laughs)
1: you're right that is a that is a jawline certainly Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, i just realized i wasn't actually sure because i i don't i think i've seen this comic once or twice before we've maybe had it mm -hmm. but i did just notice that sl is on the boy's Shirt and that his and Scrappy Lad is indeed his hero name. Ah,
1: okay. Well, what I wanted to uh, get out of you from this is Mark. Is I want some. I want some salad opinions. Give me. Give me some salad thoughts.
0: So last month I made myself salads for a while for lunch. Yeah. And I settled on. I don't know a I would consider it. Let's take a step back. The kind of salads that I like, if they are sort of an entree salad, I like all the salads that you can get at Panera. I I don't know a better way to describe it. There's just like a particular set of salads that feel very Panera-like to me. Okay. Uh, But the the salad that I made was some base of like a spring mix. I'm sure it was a mix of like spinach and arugula and something else. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. So that was my base. I added. Uh, shredded cheddar cheese, uh, walnuts. I cut up half an apple and a hard-boiled egg. And then I... Actually, for this set of salads, I was specifically using Panera's Fuji apple dressing that they have, that they sell in our local grocery Mm. store. And it's very tasty. I tend to like... I mean, again, side salads, I can do... I like a Caesar salad. I like... A typical garden salad, whatever that means, mm-hmm. of just like lettuce, tomato, cucumber, onion, with like a vinaigrette of some variety. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but entree salads, I like it to be kind of fun. Like, I like Southwest style salads yeah. where you get like seasoned chicken and beans and corn on your like salad.
1: Something substantial with like a lot of, a lot of toppings.
0: Yeah. Or even, it doesn't even have to have like, like when I've had like Thai, salads like a thai chicken salad or a thai shrimp salad they tend to actually feel pretty sparse in terms of the number of toppings because it's Mm. like a lot of greens so it's like you get your lettuce but you also get like peas you Mm -hmm. know um but then other than that i mean i guess like some cilantro and then you get like your your seasoned shrimp or chicken and then like a thai peanut dressing of some sort and that's typically it but i like those too
1: I've been craving like a peanut dressing these days. This mm. came up like 3 days ago and I was like, hmm, should I look up a recipe and actually make something and I haven't. But ano-
0: another one I'll I'll too. point you to. Aaron made a very good raisin vinaigrette huh. for to make it not actually for a dressing but for to put on cauliflower. Oh, because we had something like that at a restaurant we went to last year. And mm-hmm. it was it's pretty straightforward. You basically just like boil some raisins, and yeah. then you use an immersion blender, and like add oil and some vinegar. Hmm. It's pretty straightforward. I can believe that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like I like fun. I mean, I don't know. I I grew up only having boring salads. Yeah. And I I don't mean boring in a bad way, but just like regular garden salads. That's all we ever mm-hmm. had because that's what my dad likes. So it would always just be lettuce, tomato, cucumber, onion. My dad likes olives in his salad. My older sister and I do not. Like olives. Mm-hmm. So we would always pick those out. And that's just like what we grew up with. And my dad always had like balsamic, Paul Newman's balsamic vinaigrette <laughs> was always his favorite dressing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I had for the longest time. And I went through like fits and spurts where there was a time where I really liked French dressing. Oh, I know. These days I couldn't do it, but that's about as far a field as I ever went. I still to this day stick mostly with like for regular salads, I stick mostly with vinaigrettes of some variety yeah like a thin dressing unless it's something very specific so like this fuji apple dressing i don't know what it is i'm sure it's bad for me but man is it tasty mm-hmm. Or like the thai peanut kind of dressing uh very specific ones but like i don't like ranch i don't like blue cheese i don't yeah. like thousand uh, island dressing uh, salad i can't do french dressing anymore it doesn't sound good um yeah so yeah i'm a big fan of salads I like them in lots and lots of different forms, just depending on how things are going. Um, there's actually a place that we ha- we haven't actually ordered from this place in quite a while, but it's a very good uh, fried chicken place, like chicken tender fried chicken. Mm. And I learned that like Aaron will just get chicken tenders because that's what she likes. I love getting their like chicken tender salad. Mm. It's actually really good.
1: They do actually put
0: a lot of decent veggies in there, and you get your, like, chopped up chicken tenders. It's great.
1: I could totally see that. I'm a big fan of, like, buffalo chicken salads, stuff like that. Not
0: not my thing, but that's mostly because of the buffalo chicken.
1: Yeah. Okay. One other question for you. Hmm. What about pasta salads? What are your thoughts on pasta salads?
0: I think this was addressed... Was it? When we went to... Not on the podcast. Oh. Or if it was, it would have been many years ago. Because when you visited me in San Diego, we went to that barbecue place, Phil's. Oh. And I believe there, because I knew how much food you would get, we split some sides. Yeah. And I'm sure we split French fries. And I think you specifically wanted their macaroni salad.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: And And at that time, I had said... I'm not sure about this, like a pasta salad, every time I've ever seen it, even if the constituent components seem good, and most of the time, there was always something that I, I kind of didn't think I would like, I was, I always was just like, man, this just seems kind of gross to me. Okay. And I still mostly feel that way, but Neil, when he made his pasta salad for the the bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I that trust his so cooking, and I, and I like how he does stuff. And, and it was, like, a, like, when my, when my mom makes pasta salad, it is just, like, a hell of a lot of rotini <laughs> and, like, some cubed cheese and olives. And I think that's it. Yeah. And like, my sisters like it. My mom likes it. Like, great, great. Good for them. But that's just a little too meh to me. Mm-hmm. But whatever Neil did of just, like, it had lettuce and the pasta and a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't even remember what it was, but it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a green goddess dressing. That was tasty. Yeah, that was um, delicious. So, like, having had that, it's like I know that I could like pasta salad, mm-hmm. but not having grown up with it, it's not a thing I ever think about. Yeah. You don't have the experience. I wouldn't order it at a restaurant basically ever. Mm hmm. So, That's fair. but I could be convinced. I want
1: to have some pasta salad. I've been craving pasta salad. I mean, craving. Mm. So, what I saw was I saw a picture of like. A Asian inspired like pasta salad with like a peanut dressing. Sure. And that's what <laughs> led this whole conversation. Because
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that.
1: I was like, hmm, what, like, could I, do I want to make this? Like, ha- if I did make it, how long would I commit to eating it? Because that's the other thing with like trying new foods alone. If I'm going to make it, like a thing like a pasta salad, if I like make a pasta salad, I got to commit for like a week of eating that for like a substantial part of every or of like a meal every day.
0: That's true. That's definitely something you just want to make in bulk and then you just got to go for it.
1: Yeah, but it's also like that's a big commitment.